0: This is a reading of Nicomachean Ethics by Aristotle, read by Momus Najmi Nicomachean Ethics, Book 5, Chapter 1 About justice and injustice, one must consider exactly what sort of actions they turn out to be concerned with And what sort of mean conditions justice is, and what something just is a mean between. And let our examination be along the same line of inquiry as the preceding discussions. Now we see that everyone intends justice to mean the sort of active condition of the soul out of which people are inclined to perform. Just actions, and out of which they act justly, and want what is just. And in the same way, everyone speaks of injustice as the active condition out of which people act unjustly, and want what is unjust. Hence, for us too, let these things be set down first as in an outline. For it is not the same way with active conditions as with kinds of knowledge and capacities. Since the same capacity or kind of knowledge seems to belong to opposite things, while one active condition does not belong to things that are opposite. For example, one does not do opposite things out of health, but only healthy things. For we speak of walking in a healthy way when one walks as a healthy person would. Often then, One opposite active condition is discerned from its opposite, while active conditions are often discerned from those in whom they are present. For if being in good shape is something evident, then also being in bad shape becomes evident, and being in good shape is evident from those who are in good shape, and the things conducive to being in good shape are evident from that. For if being in good shape is having firm flesh, then necessarily being in bad shape is having flabby flesh. And what is conducive to being in good shape is what produces firmness in flesh. And it follows for the most part that if one side is meant in more than one sense, the other side is also meant in more than one sense. For instance, If this is the case with the just, then it is also the case with the unjust. And it does seem that justice and injustice are meant in more than one sense. But since the ambiguity is between meanings that are close together, it escapes notice and is not as in the case of things far apart, so obvious. For example, since a difference is great, that is in the look of things. What is called a latch means, ambiguously, what is beneath the neck in animals, and that by which people latch their doors. So let the topic be taken up. In how many senses someone is called unjust? Now the lawbreaker seems to be unjust, and so does someone who is greedy and inequitable. And so it is also clear that someone who is law-abiding and someone who is equitable will be just. Therefore, what is just is what is lawful and equitable, and what is unjust is what is unlawful and inequitable. And since the unjust person is greedy, he will be concerned with good things, not all of them, but as many as good and bad fortune have to do with, which are always good simply but not always good for a particular person. Human beings pray for these and pursue them. But they ought not, but ought instead to pray that the things that are good simply be good also for them and choose the things that are good for them. And the unjust person does not always take the larger share, but also the smaller in the case of things that are simply bad. But because the lesser evil also seems to be a certain kind of good, and greed is for what is good. For this reason, someone who is unjust seems to be greedy for more. But such a person is inequitable, for this is comprehensive and something common. But since a lawbreaker is unjust and the law-abiding person is just, it is clear that everything lawful is in some way just, for the things determined by the law-making art are lawful, and we speak of each of these as just. But the laws talk publicly about everything, and aim at either the common advantage of all, or the advantage of the best people, or of those who are in charge, in a manner determined either by virtue, or by something else of that sort. So in one sense, we speak of the things that produce and preserve happiness, or its parts in the political community as just. But the law also orders one to do deeds of a courageous person, just as not to leave one's assigned place, or run away or throw down one's arms, and the deeds of a temperate person, such as not to commit adultery, or be wildly extravagant, and those of a gentle person, such as not to hit people or slander them and similarly with the things that are in accord with the other virtues and vices, commanding the one sort and forbidding the other, rightly when the law is laid down rightly, but in a worse way when it is tossed off carelessly. This sort of justice then is complete virtue, though not simply but in relation to someone else. And for this reason it often seems that justice is the greatest of the virtues. And neither evening's nor dawn's light is so wondrous. And we say proverbially, in justice all virtue is together in one. And it specially is complete virtue because it is the putting to use of complete virtue. And is complete because the one who has it is also capable of putting it to use in relation to someone else, and not just by oneself. For many people are able to put virtue to use among those at home, but unable to do so in situations that involve someone else. And for this reason the words of bias seems to be well said, that ruling will reveal a man, since one who rules is involved with someone else and within a community from the start. But for this same reason, justice, alone among the virtues, seems to be someone else's good, because it is in relation to someone else, and for one does things that are advantageous to another person, either to one who rules or to one who partakes in the community. So the worst person is one who makes use of vice in relation to himself and toward his friends. While the best person is not the one who makes use of virtue in relation to himself, but the one who does so towards someone else. For this is a difficult task. This sort of justice then is not a part of virtue but the whole of virtue. Nor is the... Sort of injustice, opposite to it, a part of vice, but the whole of vice. In what respect virtue and the sort of justice differ, is clear from the things that have been said. Since they are the same thing, but what it is to be each of them is not the same, insofar as it is related to someone else. It is justice but insofar as it is simply a certain kind of active condition of the soul, it is virtue. Chapter 2 But we are inquiring about the sort of justice that is present in a part of virtue. For there is one, as we assert, And likewise we are inquiring about the injustice that is particular. Here is a sign that there is such a thing. With the other vices, the one who engages in them, someone who throws down his shield out of cowardice, or speaks ill of people out of harshness, or does not help people with money out of stinginess, is being unjust but is not taking more than his due of anything. But when someone does take more than his due, it is often not a result of any vice of that sort and certainly not a result of all of them, but it is a result of some vice, since we blame it, namely of injustice. There is, therefore, Another sort of injustice as a part of the complete sort, and something unjust present in a part of what is unjust in the comprehensive sense of violating the law. Also, if one person commits adultery for the sake of making a profit, gaining that in addition, while the other gives money and takes a loss on account of desire, the latter would seem to be dissipated rather than greedy. But the former would seem to be unjust and not dissipated. Therefore it is clear that the injustice comes from making the profit. Also, in connection with all the other unjust acts, a reference is always made to some particular vice. For instance, if one commits adultery, dissipation if one leaves a fellow soldier in danger to cowardice if one hits someone to anger but if one makes a profit it is referred to no vice other than injustice so it is evident that there is another sort of injustice besides the complete sword which is present in a part of it having the same name because its definition is in the same general class. for both have their power in relation to another person, but the one is concerned with honour or money or safety or some one thing if we had a name that includes all these and is for the pleasure that comes from gain. While the other is concerned with everything that a serious person is serious about, that then there is more than one kind of justice, and that there is one that is distinct from the whole of virtue, is clear. But one must grasp what it is and of what sort. Now, the unjust has been distinguished into the unlawful and the inequitable, and the just into the lawful and the equitable. Injustice, in the sense of the unlawful, is the sort that was spoken of above. But since the inequitable and the unlawful are not the same but differ as a part from a whole, for everything inequitable is unlawful but not everything unlawful is inequitable, the unjust, And injustice are also not the same as but different from those that are meant in the sense of the unlawful, the ones as parts, the others as wholes. For this sort of injustice is a part of the complete sort of injustice and likewise one sort of justice is a part of the other sort of justice. And so one must speak about the sort of justice that is in the part, and the sort of injustice that is in the part and in the same way about what is just and unjust. So let the justice and injustice that are lined up with the whole of virtue, the one being the usage of all virtue, the other of vice in relation to someone else, be set aside. And it is clear how one ought to define what is just and unjust in the sense. For pretty much the bulk of the things that are lawful are the things that are ordered for complete virtue. Since the law orders one to live in accord with each virtue and forbids one to live in accord with each vice. And the things that tend to produce complete virtue are those of the ordinances of law that are enacted concerning education for the public. As for the education for each person, as a result of which each Is a good man simply, one ought to distinguish later whether it belongs to politics or some other discipline, for perhaps it is not the same thing to be a good man and a good citizen in every situation. One form of justice that is a part of virtue and of what is just as a result of it is that which is involved in distributions of honor or money or as many other things as are divisible among those who share in the political community. For in these it is possible both to have an unequal amount or one amount equal to another. While one form is the justice that sets things straight in transactions. Of this latter there are two parts for among transactions some are willing and others unwilling. Willing transactions being of such kinds as selling, buying, lending at interest, giving security for a loan, investing, entrusting to another's care, and renting to another, which are called willing because the source of these transactions is a willing person. While among the unwilling ones, some are stealthy, some are stealing, adultery, poisoning, leading someone into prostitution corruptly influencing slaves, assassination by treachery and false witness and others are violent such as assault, imprisoning, murder, rape, mutilating, verbal abuse and slanderous insult. Chapter 3. But since the unjust person is inequitable, and what is unjust is inequitable, it is clear that there is also some mean in relation to what is inequitable. But that is what is equitable. For in any sort of action in which there is a greater and a lesser amount of something, there is also an equal amount. So, if what is unjust is inequitable, what is just is equitable. The very thing which seems so to everyone even without an argument. And since an equal amount is a mean, what is just would be a mean. And in least terms, what is equal is in two things. It is necessary then, but is just is both a mean and something equal and is something relative to and for certain people and in so far as it is a mean it is between certain things and these are the greater and the lesser amounts while in so far as it is something equal it is present in two things but in so far as it is just it relates to certain people Therefore what is just in least terms has to be in four things since there are two people in relation to whom it happens to be just and two things in which it is present and the same relation between the things as between the people will be the equality for as the things in which it is present are to one another so too are the people to one another. For if the people are not equal, they will not have equal things. But from that source come fights and complaints. Whenever people who are equal have or are given things that are not equal, or people who are not equal have or are given things that are. Also, this is clear from what is in accord with merit. For all people agree that what is just in distributions must be in accord with some sort of merit, although not all people mean the same thing by merit. But those who favor democracy mean freedom, those who favor oligarchy mean wealth, others mean being well born, and those who favor aristocracy mean virtue. Justice therefore is a certain kind of proportion, for proportion is not merely something peculiar to the numbers of arithmetic, but belongs to number in general, for proportionality is equality of ratios, and in four things in least terms. That the proportionality of distinct terms is in four things is obvious, but even a continuous portion is in 4 things, since it uses one term as 2 and names it twice, as in, as A is to B, so is B to C. The B then, is mentioned twice, so that if B is set down twice, there will be 4 things in proportion. And what is just is also in 4 things in least terms. And the ratio is the same. For the things are distinguished in similarity to the people for whom they are just. Therefore, as the A term is to the B, so is the C to the D. And hence, alternately, as A is to C, so is B to D. And so too is the whole to the whole, which is exactly what the distribution links up. And if they are put together in this way, they are linked up justly. Therefore, the linking together of the A term with the C and of the B with the D is what is just in a distribution. And what is just in this sense is a mean. While what is unjust is what is disproportionate. For what is proportional is a mean. And what is just is a proportional. Mathematicians. Call this sort of proportionality geometrical. For in a geometrical proportion, it follows that the whole formed by the antecedents is to the whole formed by the consequents, as either antecedent is to its consequent. But this is not continuous proportionality, since there cannot be a term that counts as one and is both a thing that is just and a person for whom it is just. So what is just in this sense is what is proportional, and what is unjust is what is disproportionate. Therefore there comes to be a greater amount and a lesser amount, what is exactly what turns out in actions. For an unjust person has more, while the one to whom injustice is done has less of something good. In the case of something bad, It is opposite, for the lesser evil in relation to the greater evil comes within the meaning of good, since the lesser evil is more choice-worthy than is the greater, and what is chosen is good. The more choice-worthy a thing is, the greater the good. This, then, is one form of the just. Chapter 4 The remaining one is the justice that gets things straight, which comes about in transactions of both the willing and the unwilling sort. And this sort of justice has a different form from the preceding one, for the justice that distributes common property is always in accord with the kind of proportionality described. For even if the distribution is made from public monies, it will be in the same ratio which the amounts paid in as taxes have to one another. And what is unjust in the sense opposite to this sort of justice is what violates the proportion. But what is just in transactions is something equitable. And what is unjust is something inequitable. But not according to the former kind of proportionality, but according to an arithmetic proportion. For it makes no difference whether a decent person cheated someone of a low sort, or a low sort of person cheated a decent one, or whether a decent or a low sort of person committed adultery, but the law looks only to the difference arising from the harm, and treats people's as equals. If one of them does injustice and the other suffers it, and if one of them caused harm and the other has been harmed, so the judge tries to equalize what is unjust in this sense, since it is an inequality. For whenever one person has been wounded and another has caused the wound, or one person has committed murder and another has been murdered, the suffering and the doing are divided unequally, but the judge tries, by means of the penalty, to make things equal, taking away the gain. For gain is spoken of as a way of speaking simply in such cases, even if it would not be an appropriate word for some of them such as for someone who causes a wound, or loss for the one who suffers it. But whenever what is suffered is measured, the one thing is called loss and the other gain. So while what is equal is a mean between the greater and the less, gain and loss are greater and less in opposite ways, gain being a greater amount of something good and a lesser amount of something bad and loss being the opposite. Between them, the mean is what is equal, which we say is just, so that the justice that sets things straight would be the mean between loss and gain. For this reason too, whenever people have a dispute, they appeal to a judge, and going to a judge is going to justice, for the judge is meant to be a sort of ensouled justice. And people seek out a judge as a mean and some people call them mediators on the grounds that if they hit the mean, they will hit upon what is just. Therefore, what is just is a certain kind of mean, if the judge is. And the judge evens things up. Just as when a line has been cut into unequal parts, one takes away the part by which the greater segment exceeds the half, and adds this to the smaller segment. And when the whole has been divided in half, people say they have what belongs to them, when they get what is equal. And what is equal is a mean between the greater and the less by arithmetic proportionality. And this is the manner in which the just gets its name, because it adjusts things in half. As if one were to call it the adjusted, and the judge the adjuster. For whenever someone is subtracted from one of two equal things, and something is added to the other, that other will be in excess by the two increments since if something were subtracted from the one but something was not added to the other, that other would have been in access by the one one increment only. Therefore it will exceed the mean by one increment, and the mean will exceed that from which it was subtracted by one increment. And therefore we recognise by this pattern what one needs to take away from the one who has more. And what to add to the one who has less. For one must add that by which the former exceeds the mean to the one who has less, and take away from the greater amount that by which the mean is exceeded. Notice the graph that is now on your screen. The lines AA, BB, CC being equal to one another. From AA, let AE be subtracted and to CC. Let CD be added so that the whole CCD exceeds AE by GC plus CD and therefore exceeds BB by CD. Note that CD need not equal EA. AE and CCD. Come before the judges who must adjust the arithmetic mean CCT minus AE divided by 2 to determine the just result BB. For example, a drunk driver who has taken a small gain in convenience getting home may have inflicted a much greater loss on his victims. The mathematical metaphor is a pattern that cannot be applied by calculation but only by judgment and the judgment of the mean in matters of justice as with the mean in relation to anger and in everything that has to do with virtue of character is in the perceiving of it but these words loss and gain are taken from willing exchange for having more than one had is called gaining and having less than at first is called losing as in buying and selling and all the other transactions to which the law gives a free hand. But whenever neither more nor less results, but the very amounts uh, that come from them, people say they have what is theirs and neither lose nor gain. So too, what is just in transactions that are not willing is a mean between a certain kind of gain and loss, a having of something equal, Both before and after. Chapter 5. To some people, it seems that reciprocity is what is simply just, as the Pythagoreans used to say, for they define what is simply just as what is undergone in reciprocity to another. For reciprocity, does not fit either distributive justice or the justice that gets things straight, even though people wanted to mean this and want the justice of Rhadamanthus. Rhadamanthus was a mythical judge from whom in the afterlife no crime is hidden and none goes unpunished. The reciprocity associated with him is strict retaliation, but a simple reversal of temporal order gives us the reciprocity sacred to the graces or the golden rule, converting paying back into giving what one hopes to get. If one suffers what one did, that would be the straight, upright way. For it often sounds the wrong note. For instance, if one who has a position of authority hits someone, it is not right for him to be hit back. And if someone hits the one in authority over him, it is right not only for him to be hit, but also for him to be punished. Also, willing and unwilling transactions differ greatly, but while in association that involves exchange. What is just in this sense holds them together. It is something reciprocal by way of proportionality, and not by way of equality. For a city stays together by paying things back proportionately, since people seek either to pay back evil, and if they cannot, that seems to be slavery, or to pay back good, and if they cannot do that, exchange does not happen, and they stay together by means of exchange. This is also why people put a temple of the graces by the roadway, in order that they should be reciprocal giving, for this is a special feature of graciousness, that one ought to do a kindness in return to the one who has been gracious, and ought oneself in one's turn to take the initiative in being gracious. And linking things up along the diagonal, makes reciprocal exchanges be proportionate. A diagonal, being an inverse proportion, is involved, since each producer must be matched up with an appropriate amount of the other person's product, which must be increased or decreased in the inverse ratio, worth of A's product, worth of B's product, in in ratio to quantity of B's product, quantities of A's product. Take a house builder A, a leather worker B, a house C, and a shoe D. What is needed then is for the house builder to get the leather worker's product from him and himself give him in exchange his own product. Now, if a proportional equality is worked out first and then a reciprocal exchange takes place, what was described will be the case. But if it is not worked out, the exchange is not equal and the parties do not stay together. For nothing prevents the product of one person from being worth more than that of the other, and it is necessary then that these be equalised. And this is the case with the other arts as well, for they would have become extinct if one could not make, as a producer, a certain amount and a certain kind of thing and as a consumer, receive something as much as and of the same quality as this. For a community does not arise between two doctors, but between a doctor and a farmer, and in general between people who are different and not equal, but these need to be equalised. Hence all things of which there is exchange need to be comparable in some way, for this purpose, the currency was brought in and it becomes in a certain way a mean since it measures all things and so also their excess and deficiency. And thus, however, many shoes are equal to a house or to some food. It is necessary then that exactly as a house builder is to a leather worker, there are just that many shoes to a house or to the food. For if this is not so, there will be no exchange nor community, and this will not be possible unless they are equal in some way. Therefore it is necessary for all things to be measured by some one thing, as was said above. But in truth, this is need, which holds everything together. For if people were in need of something or did not have similar needs, then there would either be no exchange or not the same kind. But by conventional agreement, the currency has become a sort of interchangeable substitute for need and for this reason it has the name currency, because it is not natural but by current custom and it is in our power to change it or make it worthless. So there will be reciprocity when things are equalised and thus exactly as a farmer is to a leather worker. There is that much of. Product of the leather worker to the product of the farmer. But it is necessary to put the products into this form of proportionality not when they have been exchanged, or else one extreme will have both excesses, but when the people still have their own products. That way they will be equal and sharers, because this is the sort of uh, equality that is capable of coming about in their case. Namely, farmer A food c leather worker uh, b and the product equalized as d but if it were not possible for things to be reciprocated in this way there could be no sharing and it is need that holds them together as some one thing is clear because they do not exchange when they are not both in need of one another for when one of them is not in need of the other as when someone needs something one has such as wine, and gives in exchange his export license for grain. And then this needs to be equalized. But for the purpose of future exchange that will take place when there is need, if nothing is needed now, currency is a sort of guarantor for us, since the bearer of this must be able to get what he needs. But then this currency too undergoes the same thing, since it does not always command an equal amount. Nevertheless, it tends to stay more constant. Hence all things ought to be valued in currency, for in this way there will always be exchange, and if this, then also a shared community. So the currency, like a unit of measure, equalizes things by making them commensurable. For there would be no community if there were not exchange, and no exchange if there were not quality and no equality if they were not commensurability now while in truth it is impossible for things that differ so much to become commensurable it is sufficiently possible for what is needed so there has to be some one unit of measure and this by current acceptance on account of which it is called currency for this makes all things commensurable since they are all measured by the currency a house is a 10 min are B and a bed is C. If the house is worth 5 mini or equivalent to it, A is one half B and the bed C is one tenth part of B. So it is obvious how many beds are equivalent to a house, namely 5. And that this is the way exchange was before there was currency is clear. For it makes no difference to speak of 5 beds for a house or of the amount the 5 beds are worth. What then is unjust and what is just, have been stated. And now that these things have been distinguished, it is clear that doing what is just is a mean between doing injustice and having injustice done to one. For the former is having a greater amount and the latter is having a lesser amount. And justice is a certain kind of mean condition, but not in the same way that the other virtues are, but because it is concerned with a mean quantity while injustice is concerned with extreme quantities. And justice is that by which the just person is said to be inclined to do what is just by choice, and inclined to distribute things, both to himself in comparison with someone else, and to another person in comparison with someone else, not in such a way that more of what is choice-worthy goes to himself and less to his neighbour, nor the opposite way with what is harmful, but so that each gets what is proportionately equal, and similarly with another person in comparison with someone else. An injustice is the opposite in relation to what is unjust, and this is excess and deficiency of what is beneficial or harmful, contrary to proportion. Hence, injustice is an excess and a deficiency, because it is concerned with an excess and a deficiency, an access for oneself of what is simply beneficial and a deficiency of what is harmful, or in the case of two other people, the whole distribution is made in a similar manner and contrary to proportion in whichever direction it happens to be. And with an unjust transaction, having injustice done to one is less than the mean, and doing the injustice is an excess of it. So about justice and injustice, what the nature of each is, let it have been stated in this way, and similarly about what is just and unjust in general. Chapter 6 But since it is possible for someone to do injustice, without you being unjust. What sort of unjust act is it, by doing which someone is unjust in each form of injustice, such as a thief, or adulterer, or robber? Or are they not distinguished in that manner? For someone might even have intercourse with a married woman, knowing who she is though not because the act has its source in choice but from passion so while he does something unjust he is not unjust just as someone who is not a thief still stole something one who is not an adulterer still committed adultery and it is similar in other cases. Now, the way reciprocity is related to justice has been stated above. And it must not be forgotten that what is being sought is not only what is just simply, but what is just in political life. And this is found among those who share a life that aims at being self-sufficient, and among those who are free and are equal either proportionally or numerically. So with those for whom this is not the case, there is no justice toward one another in a political sense, but something that is just in a certain way and by means of a likeness. For there is something just for those for whom there is also law pertaining to them, and among whom there is injustice, since the judgment of justice is a discrimination between what is just and unjust. And among those among whom there is injustice, there is also the doing of injustice. Though among those who do injustice, there is not injustice in all of them. And this is distributing more to oneself of what is simply good and less of what is simply bad. And this is why we do not allow a human being to rule but the law because a human being does this for himself and becomes a tyrant. But the ruler is a guardian of what is just, and if of what is just, then also of what is equal. And since there seems to be nothing to gain for him if he is just, for he does not distribute more of what is simply good to himself, unless there is in proportion to what he deserves, and hence he labors for someone else, which is the reason people say that, Justice is someone else's good, as was said before. Some sort of compensation must therefore be given, and this is honour and reverence. But those for whom such things are not sufficient become tyrants. What is just for a master of slaves, or for a father, is not the same as what is just in these senses but it is similar to it. For there is no injustice in its simple sense toward things that are one's own. And a piece of property or a child until it is of a certain age and independent is just like a part of oneself and no one chooses to harm himself. Hence, there is no injustice toward oneself, nor therefore anything just or unjust in people for whom it is natural for there to be law. And these are people among whom there is an equality of ruling and being ruled. Hence, there is something just in relation to a wife, more so than in relation to a child or to pieces of property. For this is the justice that belongs to household management. But this too is different from the political sort.
1: Chapter 7
0: Of the political sort of justice, one kind is natural and another is conventional. What is naturally just has the same power everywhere, and it is not affected by whether it seems so to people or not, but what is conventionally just is something that at first makes no difference to do this way or some other way, but when people have established it does make a difference such as being released for a ransom of one mina, or sacrificing a goat, but not two sheep, and also those things that people set down by law for particular situations, such as sacrificing two prasidas, and things of the sort that are decided by a vote. And it seems to some people, that all justice is of this sort because what is by nature is unchangeable and has the same power everywhere just as fire burns both here and among the Persians while they see what is just being changed. But this is not the way it is though it is so in a certain sense and while among the gods no doubt Nothing changes at all. Among us there is something that is by nature, even though everything is changeable. Nevertheless, one kind of thing is by nature, and another kind is not by nature. What sort of thing among the things that are capable of happening in different ways is by nature, and what sort is not but is conventional and by agreement even if both are equally changeable, is clear. And the same distinction will fit other things, for the right hand is stronger by nature, and yet it is possible for everyone to become ambidextrous. The things that are just by convention and expediency are like units of measure, for the measuring units for wine and grain are not equal everywhere, but where they are sold, They are greater, and where they are bought, they are less. Similarly, the things that are just, not naturally, but by human convention, are not the same everywhere, since the kinds of constitution are not the same either. Though the only one that is everywhere, according to nature, is the best kind, Each of the things that are just and lawful holds the position that universals do in relation to particulars. For the actions are many, but each thing that is just is one, since it is universal. And an act of injustice differs from what is unjust, and an act of justice from what is just since something is unjust by nature or by the ordering of a constitution. And this very thing, once it has been done, is an act of injustice. But until it is done, it is not yet an act of injustice, but something unjust. And similarly, with an act of justice, or rather it is called in general a just deed, while an act of justice refers to what is done to correct an act of injustice. One must consider each of them later, what forms there are of them, and how many, and what exactly they turn out to be concerned with.
1: Chapter 8
0: But since the things that are just and unjust are as described, one does injustice or acts justly whenever one does them willingly. But whenever one does so unwillingly, one neither does injustice nor acts justly other than incidentally. For people do things which happen, to be just or unjust but an act of injustice and a just deed are defined in terms of what is willing and unwilling for it is only when an act is willing that it is blamed and by the same token it is then an act of injustice so that there will be something unjust that is not an act of injustice if willingness is not attached to it. By a willing act I mean, as was said before, what someone does from among things that are up to him, knowingly, and not being ignorant of whom he does it to, what he does it with, or for what end he does it. For instance, whom he hits, with what, and for the sake of what, Doing each of those things neither incidentally nor being forced to. For example, if someone were to take one's hand and hit someone else, one would not be willing, for the act is not up to oneself. And it is possible for the person who is hit to be one's father, and for one to recognize that he is a human being and one of those who are present. But be ignorant that he is one's father and let such distinctions be made similarly with that for the sake of which one acts and for the circumstances of the whole action. So that of which one is ignorant or of which one is not ignorant but which is not up to oneself or is done as a result of force is an unwilling act. And there are also many among the things that belong to us by nature that we do and undergo knowingly, none of which are either willing or unwilling, such as growing old and dying. Similarly, among what is just and unjust, there is also something done incidentally. For someone who might give back something held in trust unwillingly, and out of fear, whom one ought not to speak of as doing what is just or acting justly other than incidentally. Similarly, one ought to speak of someone who is forced and unwilling does not give back something held in trust as being unjust and doing unjust things incidentally, and among things done willingly We do some from having chosen to, but others that we have not chosen. The ones that were chosen being those that were deliberated about in advance, and the unchosen willing acts being those that were not deliberated about in advance. Now since there are three kinds of harm done in communities, those that involve ignorance are mistakes. Whenever one did not act upon the person or do the deed or act with the instrument or act for the sake of the end that one had assumed. For he believed either that he was not throwing anything or not this thing or not at this person or not for the sake of the result. But it turned out not to be for the sake of the result, he supposed. For example, when he acted not in order to wound, but to nudge, or not the person he did, or not with what he used. Whenever then the harm results contrary to what might reasonably be supposed, it is an accident. But when it is not contrary to what might reasonably be supposed, but is without malice, it is an act of negligence. For whenever the source of responsibility is in oneself, one commits an act of negligence. But when it is external, one causes an accident. But whenever one acts knowingly, but not deliberately, it is a wrong, as are all those acts of injustice that are done out of spiritedness, or all the other passions that are necessary on natural attributes. Of human beings. For in doing harm and being in the wrong in these ways. People do injustice. And the deeds are acts of injustice. But they are not on that account unjust or vicious people. For the harm does not come from vice. But when it is from choice. The person is unjust and vicious. Hence it is beautifully judged that acts that arise out of spiritedness are not from forethought, for it is not the one who acts with spirit who is the source of it, but the one who made him angry. Moreover, what is in dispute does not concern what did or did not happen, but the justice of it, since the anger is occasioned by an apparent injustice, for it is not the case as among people who have made contractual agreements, that they are disputing about what happened, and that one of them is necessarily a crook, unless they do it out of forgetfulness. But agreeing about the fact, they are disputing about which way is just. Agreeing about the fact, they are disputing about which way is just, and the one who deliberately started it is not ignorant of what he was doing. So the one who retaliated believes injustice was done to him, but the other does not. But if someone does harm by choice, he does injustice. And as a result of these sorts of acts of injustice, the one who does them is an unjust person whenever what is done is contrary to proportion or equity. Likewise, whenever someone acts justly, having chosen to do so, he is a just person, and someone acts justly even if he merely acts willingly. Of unwilling acts, some are the sort that admit of forgiveness, but others are not forgivable. For those things that people do in error, not only while being ignorant but also as a result of ignorance, are forgivable. But those that are done not as a result of ignorance but while one is ignorant and as a result of a passion that is unnatural and inhuman, are not forgivable. Chapter 9. One might raise as an impasse to see if distinctions have been made adequately about doing injustice and having injustice done to one. First of all, whether it is possible for things to be as Euripides has said when he wrote absurdly, I killed my mother, a brief tale willingly while she was willing or unwillingly while she was not? For is it truly possible to have injustice done to one willingly or not? But is it always something unwilling? Just as doing injustice is always willing, or is suffering injustice always one way or the other? Or is it sometimes willing and sometimes unwilling, and similarly with having justice done to one, since acting justly is always something willing, so that it is reasonable that the ways of being acted upon would be opposed in a similar way to the corresponding actions, and both suffering injustice and having justice done to one would be willing Or both unwilling. But it would seem absurd, even in the case of having justice done to one, if it were always willing, for some people have justice done to them when they are not willing. And next, someone might raise this as an impasse whether everyone on the receiving end of an unjust act had something unjust done to them or whether it is the same way with being acted upon as with acting. For it is possible to take part in just things on either side incidentally, and it is clear that it is the same also with unjust things. For doing things that are unjust is not the same as doing injustice, nor is being on the receiving end of unjust things the same as having injustice done to one. And it is the same with acting justly and having justice done to one. Since it is impossible to have injustice done to one unless someone is doing injustice, or to have justice done to one unless someone is acting justly. But if doing injustice is simply harming someone willingly, and someone who is willing is someone who knows upon whom and with what and in what way he is acting, and someone without self-restraint, himself willingly harms himself, then such a person would suffer injustice willingly, and it would be possible for someone, himself, to do injustice to himself. But this too is one of the impasses, whether it is possible for oneself to do injustice to oneself. Also through lack of self-restraint, a willing person could be harmed by another willing person so that it would be possible to have injustice done to one willingly. Or is the definition not right? But two, doing harm knowing to whom and with what and how, they ought to be added against that person's wishes. Then although someone is harmed and is on the receiving end of unjust things willingly, still no one willingly has injustice done to him since no one, not even the person without self-restraint, wishes this, but he acts contrary to his wishes. For no one wishes for something he believes not to be of serious worth, and the person without self-restraint does what he believes one ought not to do. One who gives away things that belong to him, as Homer says, Glaucus gave Diomedes gold for bronze, worth a hundred cattle, what was worth nine does not have injustice done to him, since giving it is up to him. While having injustice done to him is not up to him, but someone who does injustice needs to be present. As for having injustice done to one, then it is clear that it is not something willing. Of the things we brought up, they are still two to mention. Whether it is ever someone who gives out more than is deserved who is unjust, or only the one who has more and whether it is possible oneself to do injustice to oneself. For if the thing mentioned first is possible, and someone who gives out more rather than the one who has more is doing injustice, then if anyone knowingly and willingly distributes more to someone else than to himself, he himself is doing injustice to himself. Moderate people seem to do this very thing, since a decent person is inclined to take less than others, or is that not a simple matter? For if it happened this way, the giver might have gotten more of some other good things, such as reputation, or simply the beauty of it. Further the claim is refuted by the definition of being unjust, for the giver suffers nothing that is contrary to his own wishes so that he does not suffer injustice on that account, but if anything suffers, only harm. And it is clear that it is not always the one who has more who is doing injustice, but also the one giving out more, since it is not the one to whom an unjust thing belongs who is doing injustice, but the one to whom doing this unjust thing willingly belongs, and this is the one in whom the source of the action is, and this is in the one who gives and not in the one who gets the larger amount. Still, since doing is meant in more than one way, and there is even a sense in which an inanimate weapon commits a murder or a hand or a house slave who was ordered to, one who is not doing injustice may yet do unjust things. Again. If someone judges a case in ignorance, he is not doing injustice in relation to what is just as far as the law is concerned, nor is the judgment an unjust one. But there is a sense in which it is unjust, since legal justice is a different thing from justice in the primary sense. But if someone judges a case unjustly knowingly, he himself is also taking more than his due, either in doing a favour or taking revenge, so just as if he were someone who had taken a portion of the unjust gain, the one who judges unjustly from these motives have more than his share, for even if he had decided on that basis about a piece of land, he would have gotten not land but money. People believe that it is up to them to do injustice. And hence the belief that it is easy to be just, but it is not. For to have intercourse with one neighbor's wife, or to hit one's neighbour, or to put money in one's hand is easy and up to them. But to do these things while being in a certain condition is neither easy nor up to them. And similarly people think there is nothing wise about recognising what is just and unjust. Because the things about which the laws speak are not difficult to understand. But these are not the things that are just, except incidentally. But to know how just things are done and distributed is a bigger job than to know what is healthy. Although even there, it is easy to know about honey and wine and hellbore, or about burning and cutting but how one ought to dispense them for health and to whom and when is such a big job that it is the same as being a doctor. But for the same reason cited, people believe that doing injustice belongs to a just person no less than being just us, because the just person is not less but even more capable of performing each of these actions and he is able to get together with a married woman or to hit someone, and a courageous person is able to throw away his shield and to run away in whichever direction he turns. But to be cowardly or to do injustice is not to do these things, except incidentally, but to do them while being in a certain condition. Just as being a doctor and healing is not cutting or not cutting, and giving or not giving drugs, for doing so in a certain way. What is just is present among those who share in things that are simply good, and are capable of having an excess of deficiency in these things. For some, there is no such thing as an excess of them. For instance, perhaps for the gods, while for others, those who are incurably corrupt, No portion of these things is of benefit, but all of them cause harm, but for the rest they are good up to a certain amount, and this is a human amount. Chapter 10 Concerning decency and what is decent and how decency is related to justice, and the decent, to the just, is the next thing to state. For they appear to those who examine them neither to be simply the same, nor to be different in kind. And sometimes we praise a decent act, or man, in such a way that we also transfer the word to other things, when we are praising them in place of good making it clear that what is more decent is better. But sometimes, to those who follow up the argument, it seems absurd if what is decent is praised despite being something aside from what is just. For either what is just is not of serious worth or what is decent is not just, if they are different. Or if they are both of serious worth, they are the same thing. The impasse concerning what is decent follows from roughly these reasons. But they are all correct in a certain way and not at all mutually contradictory. For the decent thing, though it is better than a certain kind of just thing, is just and is not better than what is just by being of some other kind. Therefore, the same thing is just and decent, while both are things of serious worth, what is decent is superior. It produces an impasse because, while what is decent is just, it is not so according to the law, but is a setting straight of what is legally just. The reason is that every law is universal and there are some things about which it is not possible to speak rightly when speaking universally. In situations then, in which it is necessary to speak universally, but not possible to speak rightly, the law takes in what applies to the greater number of cases, not failing to recognise the error, and it is nonetheless right. For the error is not in the law or in the lawmaker, but in the nature of a particular case, for the material of which actions consist is that way straight from the start. So whenever the law speaks universally, but what turns out in the case lies outside the thing said universally, then it is right, insofar as a lawmaker leaves something out and errs by speaking simply to set straight the thing left out, which even the lawmaker himself would say if he were there and which, if he had known, he would have put in the law. Hence what is decent is just, and is better than a certain kind of justice. Not better than what is simply just, but better than the error that results from speaking simply. This is the nature of what is decent, a setting straight of a law, insofar as it leaves something out as a result of being universal. For this is also the reason why not all things are in accord with law, because it is impossible to set down a law about some things, so that there is a need of a decree. For a rule for something indeterminate is also indeterminate, as in the lead straight edge used in house building on Lesbos. For the ruler is altered to fit the shape of the stone and does not stay rigid and the decree is altered to fit the circumstances. What then is decent, and that it is just and better than a certain kind of justice is clear? And it is also evident from this what a decent person is, for someone who is inclined to choose and to do things of that sort, and who is not rigidly precise about justice to a fault, but is inclined to take less, even when he has the support of the law, is decent, and this active condition of the soul is decency, being a certain kind of justice and not a different active condition. Chapter 11 Whether it is possible to be unjust to oneself or not is evident from what has been said of the things that are just. Some are things prescribed by law that go along with all virtue. For example, the law does not condone killing oneself, and what it does not condone, it forbids. Also, whenever someone willing does harm contrary to law, not paying back harm done to him, he is being unjust, and a willing Person is one who knows to whom and with what he is doing something, and someone who cuts his own throat out of a passion does this willingly, outside the law itself, which the law does not permit, and therefore he is being unjust. But to whom? It is not to the city, rather than to himself. For he undergoes this willingly, but no one has injustice done to him willingly. Hence, the city applies a penalty. And some sort of dishonor is attached to the one who destroys himself, as someone who does injustice to the city. And also, by an act by which the one being unjust is merely unjust and not of low character in general, it is not possible to be unjust to oneself. For this is different from the former case, since there is a way in which the unjust person is bad in that respect, just as a coward is bad in a certain respect, rather than as having vice as a whole, so not even in this respect is one being unjust. For then at the same time the same thing would be subtracted from and added to the same thing. But this is impossible, and so it is always necessary for what is just or unjust to involve more than one person. Moreover, injustice is something willing and from choice, and prior in time. Since someone who, because something was done to him, does the same thing back in return, does not seem to be unjust. But when someone acts on himself, he suffers and does it at the same time. Also he would be having injustice done to him willingly. And on top of these things, no one is unjust without some particular act of injustice. But no one commits adultery with his own wife, or breaks into his own house, or steals his own property, and in general doing injustice to oneself is also refuted by the distinction made about having injustice done to one willingly. And it is clear too, that while both suffering and doing injustice are bad, since one is having less and the other is having more than the mean which corresponds to health in the medical art and to being in good shape in the art of gymnastic training nevertheless doing injustice is worse for doing injustice involves vice and is blamed and vice either complete and unqualified or nearly so since not every unjust thing does willingly involves injustice but being on the receiving end of injustice entails no vice or injustice So suffering, injustice is less bad in itself, though nothing prevents it from being a great evil incidentally. But this is not a matter of concern to the art that studies these things. Art declares pleurisy, a more serious disorder than a sprained ankle, even though the latter might sometimes become so incidentally if, when one has a sprain, It turns out that, as a result of falling, one is captured or killed by enemies. But metaphorically, and through an image there is such a thing, not as justice, by oneself toward oneself, but among certain things within oneself. And not all justice but the sort practiced, by a master of slaves or head of a household. For in arguments of that sort, The part of the soul having reason is set over against the irrational part or it is to those who are looking at these parts that there seems to be injustice towards oneself because among these parts it is possible to suffer something contrary to one's desires. Just as between someone ruling and someone who is ruled then, there would be a certain justice also among these. So concerning justice and the other virtues of character, let distinctions be made in this way. End of Book 5